Josh Pollard. I'm Joe Dostasio. And this is Story Players, the podcast that analyzes story-driven video games. And this is the fourth episode of our Mass Effect Andromeda series. Every week we play through a chunk of the game and then we get together to discuss it. So, Joe. Yes, Josh. Where the heck did we leave off last time? Last episode, we spent a lot of time talking about our crew, our squad mates, and a bunch of side missions we had gone on. And so now it's time to talk about the next main quest mission. Yes. But before was... we do that, oh, okay. there's a tiny little Priority Ops mission. It's oh, not really yes. a mission that we should talk about called the AVP Cryodeployment Perks. If I remember correctly, this opened up after we opened our first outpost. Correct. On EOS. Yep. So this is just another thing to interact with, kind of like the, the first strike missions where you just interact with it, send people off to do things. But in this case, you get to decide who you're going to be waking up from cryo. And there's all different kinds of things you can choose from. Scientists, military, and each one has a little perk associated with them. Mm -hmm. And you can only open up every time you level up or get another AVP point. And I don't quite understand how you get those points. You know, I haven't figured that out yet either. It just happens every now and then. So the benefit to each one is they put you on this timer. And the first one I did gave me like maybe a 45-minute timer. And mm-hmm. said, every four you have, every 45 minutes, come check in and we'll, we'll give you a little prize, <laughs> a little bit of money or a little bit of, uh, materials that you can use for crafting. Mm-hmm. Do, do you, do you remember what you even, what you even chose? I do remember what I chose, uh, because I, didn't we both pick EOS to be a science base? Yes, we did. Yes. Right. So because of that, I stocked it with scientists. <laughs> Figured that would make the most sense. Good idea. Yeah. Uh, so I, the the one thing that I did want to point out about this yes. is the the entire concept of of this mechanic is you're going to wake up a bunch of people who are frozen so that they can actually become members of society in in this new galaxy. It's a it's a big deal, sure, and it is presented to you in the most sterile, clinical <laughs> possible manner, and it's like, but but. These are people we're waking up. It's not like we're just waking up samples here. (laughs) It's people. Right. You can, you can access this from the Nexus, but you can also access it directly from your ship on the Tempest. So you can unlock this just about anytime you want. And there's no visual reward. There's no like, here's a cutscene and we're opening up some pods and there's some people who are so happy to be awake and how are things going and let's get to work and, and help out. Nothing like that. Nope. All we got is a very, um, free to play, reminiscent type thing of of come check back in every so many minutes to get your prize. How many free to play games like on a phone right have that kind of mechanic? Yeah, all of them. And you know, you you point out that there's there's not like a a cool cutscene or anything like that. I would much rather have a cutscene for the few times that I do this, like when I'm actually thawing out some people. Then every single time I fly between planets. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh man. Yeah, that'd be nice. All right. So we're we actually, you know, once we've done that, now we get started on the next big priority op. And this one is called A Trail of Hope. After uh when we left the big vault on EOS, we got word of another planet that looked like it was in a pretty good state. So that's that's the trail of hope that we're on. Yeah. So in terms of spoilers, uh, we're going to be covering a trail of hope for the majority of this episode. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't played through that yet, 
you might want to go do that. Right. And plan on it taking... Oh, man, it took me... I don't know. Yeah, I'd say three hours or so. It was shorter than all of the EO stuff. But depending on the route you take, it could take a little bit longer than you might expect. Sure. So like I said, we've detected a, a special vault in another system, a vault that appears to be active, unlike the ones we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go to the system. It looks like it's pronounced, or it looks like the word onion, kind of, but it's, I'm sure it's not <laughs> pronounced onion. Onion? Nope. Oh, that's probably the best possible guess. It doesn't matter because they're never going to mention it ever again. <laughs> so we're going to head to our FTL, our faster than light travel to this other system, but we're stopped immediately by cat ships. Yep, a whole bunch of them. At least a dozen, right? maybe more. And immediately we are greeted on our screen and on the bridge of our good old cat leader, who I don't think we've had a name for up until this point. He refers to himself, or maybe these other people refer to him as the Archon. Yeah. So now we have a name for our, our big bad. And not only do we have a name, he talks to us. Yes, in English. In English. How convenient. <laughs> it's very convenient. <laughs> uh, and he is demanding to see Daddy. Our dad. Right, Alec. The guy who he saw in that hologram mm-hmm. interacting with the remnant technology. He wants to know how that has happened. He wants to know how to do it himself. So he wants dad. It's yeah. too bad that dad's dead. He, yeah, for a lot of reasons. But uh, so we're, we're in no position to, of course, take these guys on. There's, there's a whole bunch of ships to, to R1. So we hightail it out of there. I don't even know if our ship has guns on it. It has to, right? You, you would think so. It has to. We're, we're not staying around. No. <laughs> so Sam, Sam, our ever helpful AI, plots an escape route through the Scourge, which sounds very dangerous. Um, and it's not that Sam pilots it himself. Uh, Kalo actually does the piloting mm-hmm. and does a good enough job that we're able to escape. And then we get to where we were going to anyway, which is this hidden planet of Aya. And we are told to land. So we land on Aya, and unlike every other planet we've been to, this thing is beautiful. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, out of all the planets we've seen so far, and I suspect after we have turned on the terraforming machine for all these planets, I mm-hmm. still think this one's going to be my favorite because hmm. it is so beautiful. And I don't know if this is part of the terraforming, but there are these beautiful storms out in the distance. There's lightning, there's tornadoes going everywhere. But here on this in this town that we're in, this this little bit of civilization is right there in the middle, and it's beautiful, sun shining. I love this place. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's kind of tropical, and it's really the the environment is quite friendly. the The people that are there, not quite so much. Not really. So we finally get to see our second new alien species in this game. In this whole new galaxy, we finally get another species, and they're called the Angara. Mm-hmm. These people, we discover eventually that they are, uh, and I don't know if people, I keep wanting to call these different races people, but people is probably more of a term for humans. I don't know. Well, you know, sentient, sure, living, these, these biological aliens, beings. There's, there's a couple of interesting things about them. The first is they really don't like us at all because They're, we're aliens. Well, and yeah. They, and they, they just continually refer to us as either it or alien (laughs) constantly but the other thing is that we eventually learn is that they are an incredibly emotional people they they experience everything to the fullest and 
they put it all out there. They they don't really hide their emotions at all. It's really nice to um to have such distinct alien species in this game. I never really feel like, you know, that's just like that other aliens, you know. Yeah, you're right. Um I I was reading through some of the laws it's a side quest later on, but they have you go and and learn more about the culture of these people and they really do favor uh the community more so than the individual. You know, if 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 somebody were to break a law, it it's the the punishment or consequences to breaking that law, it's it's more about how many people did it affect? Did it affect mm. one person? Maybe it's not so bad. But if you affected the community as a whole, that's a big no-no. You know, that kind of makes sense considering how big their families all are. Oh, yeah. One person I talked to said they had like nine or more brothers and sisters. Well, that would have been a small family because <laughs> a lot of them were saying that they had like, I have 10 brothers. And nine sisters. <laughs> <laughs> and then they ask you how many siblings you have. Uh, one. Just one. You know, I do remember that conversation. And, I, and I, I remember thinking, oh, yeah, I do have that sibling back on the, back on the Nexus or right. back on the Ark that I should probably go visit again. Eventually. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, we are greeted there and viewed as, an, as a scary alien species because these people are, again, people are familiar with the cat. These are the only other alien species that they know, I think. Mm -hmm. We all know how the cat are doing. So they're not very trusting of us. And uh, the governor leads us through the town. She gives us a little tour, but she tells us, don't touch anything. Don't talk to anybody. And meanwhile, like you said, we're, we're hearing the townspeople, you know, coming to check us out. Look at mm -hmm. this weirdo looking thing. Right. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> not the best welcome. No, no, not at all. But we didn't get shot. We didn't get shot. <laughs> That's probably the best thing that happened. Also with the governor is a guy who we will welcome to the ship. Jal is our final squad mate. Mm -hmm. And did you want to talk about him at all right now or do you want to get to him later? Let's talk about him later because okay. I think it's best to talk about squad mates once you actually have a little bit more experience with them. So let's, and I took him with me on all of these missions. Oh yeah, me too. So, so we we get to to know him more, and we'll we'll cover him a little bit more in depth after the mission. Okay. So the governor takes us to go meet with this resistance leader. His name's Ephra. Evfra. And we learn a few things when when we're talking to him. Obviously, they're very untrusting of us, like we said. But we've also learned that the cat only arrived, say, eighty years ago. That mm -hmm. seems like a long time from our own lifespan. But remember, we've been traveling six hundred years, right. six hundred years to this planet. So it makes sense then now that all those scans that we had of these golden worlds, why they're now out of date, assuming that the cat had anything to do with these terraforming machines not working anymore, then, hey, this stuff may have only happened in the last 80 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Ephra is, is very nervous about us. He doesn't trust us at all, despite the fact that I, I know in my game, I was constantly choosing dialogue options that said essentially dude i'm here to help you i hate the cat too i really do want to help and it still wasn't really enough to sway him instead they're like mm, you're gonna have to do something to prove to us that you actually want to help and, and why you want to help that it isn't just to help yourself that's interesting because i kept choosing dialogue options as if i was trying to make him think highly of me like i think someone had said you you need to gain his trust 
mm-hmm. in sort of the the way of like y- y- you need to get his respect and he's being kind of a hard ass on us right and so i kept being like yeah what of it you know <laughs> and he yeah, seemed that's to, not the approach i took he seemed to respond okay to that so i thought i was doing hmm. the right thing anyway maybe that was a better way of dealing <laughs> with him than, than the route i took we also learned that the angara are being abducted so their people are are being taken by the cat we mm-hmm. don't know why yeah it's not just a war they're they're kidnapping people yes he he also confirms that there is a vault on the planet as we suspected as we detected and obviously it's working to some degree because this place like we said is beautiful mm-hmm. but he doesn't know where it is its entrance is hidden it's been closed for years but there is a scientist who they call the moshai mm-hmm. sometimes just moshai not the whatever anyway she's a she's one of their top scientists and she probably knows where it is but she's been abducted so i think it just makes sense that we need her to find the vault these guys don't trust us let's just try to save her and then we'll get everything that we need right but but it does it's kind of a double-edged sword because they also don't want us to only be there to help ourselves and if our way of helping is just, oh, we'll go and rescue this person that can help us achieve our goals. Uh, it, do- it doesn't seem the most you know, genuine way of, of proving that you do want to help them and, and want to be friends. But if you wipe out a few cat along the way, then they'll probably be pretty thankful for that. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> so we leave that meeting seemingly having no plan. We just go back to the Tempest and we have this cool meeting with all of our, all of our crews. All of our crewmates there, Jal sitting in the back because he's new and he doesn't he doesn't really fit in anywhere. And everybody's upset with us. Like, okay, what wh- what are we gonna do now? Right. And and th- and everyone on, on the crew is just talking as if Jal doesn't even exist. Like he's standing ten feet behind us. This is my favorite line so far. I think <laughs> Jal is not responding to any of this. And someone says, "I wish I remembered who it was," but someone says. Do the translators work? <laughs> and then the camera focuses on him and he's like, they work. <laughs> I'm right. hearing everything you're saying about me. But it's, it's funny because, well, it also answers the question of how are all these aliens speaking English? That just answers the question for us. Yeah. Apparently there are translators. Are they using Sam? He was able to translate, decrypt the remnant language like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in well, any it's case, not Sam because not everybody has Sam. True. But- so it's <laughs> so apparently there are translators that are allowing these different alien species to communicate with each other, mm-hmm. even though we've been separated by vast across the galaxy. Right. So that's cool. So we do come up with a plan. Jal says, you know, I had to go do these two things here, um, these little missions, and I'd like you to come with us or come with me on those missions and, and you'll see what's going on. And, and maybe that'll help me learn more about you and, and to uh, see if I can trust you. So you and I chose different missions. We actually did plan this, uh, which is good because we probably both would have chosen the same mission. Which one did you pick? I chose uh, helping Havarl's scientists. Mm-hmm. That sounded more interesting to me. So then that means you chose the other one. I chose the other one, which was called Meet the Resistance uh, and and ended up having more subquests under it that needed to be done to complete it. So uh Yours ended up being a lot shorter, so let's dig into uh, the the route that you took. Sure, and it's important to note here that even though these both technically start out as priority ops missions, whichever one you decide not to do, 
is still available to complete later. You're not missing any gameplay mm-hmm. or you know missions. It just becomes available as a side quest later on. Right. So for helping Havaral's scientists, you go to another planet, Havaral. That's what the Ingara call it. But we call it all these planets that we go to. We've all mapped out. Right. We've mapped them all out. Mm-hmm. So this we call Habitat Three, and we uh, scanned it as being a garden world with lush green jungles and tons of liquid water. Sounds like a nice place to inhabit. It does. But now it's in ruins. The jungle's taken over. There's tons of dangerous wildlife. The plants are toxic. Don't eat them. <laughs> uh, but we learned on the way there from Jal that this is actually the ancestral homeworld of the Angara. Hmm. In any case, well, the problem here is simply that uh, there, there are some Angaran scientists who have been uh, checking out the remnant monolith. And they're probably interfacing with that console. They don't have Sam. They can't actually do this. They end up in stasis. Like, they get frozen <laughs> right there. Like, they're just standing at the console they're sta- frozen? I think there's maybe three of them. And they're just standing there with this blue, I think, uh, like, force field surrounding them. And they're just frozen, not huh. moving. And so the Angarans on this planet, they just want you to, like, go check that out and see if you can do anything about it. So there's just a little bit of fighting to go over there. It's really not that far away. Are there even any cat, or are you just fighting the remnant? Uh, things you're fighting actually there were no remnant there oh you're fighting on the way there you're fighting a lot of the wildlife that's there Mm. those you know kind of scary looking i don't know those things that go invisible and yeah i think there's some of those there's also some mention of a type of angara who really don't like the idea of you being there they see you as just like the cat invading Mm. species and i think i was fighting some of them too it's hard to tell who you're shooting at with all these sparks and explosions and things going. It doesn't. I, they were shooting at me. I shot at them. Whatever. They're dead. So uh, I did find the scientists in stasis, and to free them, guess what I had to do? Oh, uh, please tell me you got to play more space Sudoku. Glyph Sudoku. <laughs> this time the puzzle was a little bit bigger. I had to scan a few glyphs, but I was very, I was able to very quickly piece together the thing. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I got the right shapes into the right order. The scientists were unfrozen <laughs> and they're like, oh, wait, how did you get here? <laughs> no passage of time whatsoever. Oh, wow. They had been, they had been, it's like they had just started touching the console and now all of a sudden there's a bunch of people there looking at them. <laughs> right. People that they've never seen before. Yeah. Aliens. Uh, complete alien species. Seen, right. I think I would be freaking out a little bit more than they were. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That was it. I went back to the, the research <laughs> station where I found that I found when I first landed and that was pretty much it. So how long did that take you? It, it didn't really take it took, you know, 20 minutes. Oh my gosh. It, it wasn't that bad. Wow. Yeah. Mine was way, way longer. So I went to uh, a planet called Vold and complete opposite of, of where you landed. Vold is basically going through like a mini ice age. It is freezing cold outside. <laughs> There's essentially space heaters set up all over the place because like the radiation on EOS, the cold wears down uh, your life support. So if you get, if you stay too cold too long, you'll eventually start to die. So you got to kind of sprint from heater to heater on Vold. You get there, your very first mission is just called Eyes on the Ground. You're supposed to just go meet basically the person in charge and find out what exactly it is that they want you to do. And again, they're not super trustworthy of you. And 
they don't even have like an absolute specific thing in mind. They're like, go outside, talk to talk to the people who are kind of, you know, watching over our base and they'll they'll give you some ideas. And they're like, well, over there by those red lights, that's a little village. They could probably use some help over there. There's another settlement off, you know, further in the distance. And then shortly behind that, that really huge building, that's the Ket base. That's where they're running all of their their military operations for the entire planet right there. You probably don't want to go over there. <laughs> all right. So I guess let's uh let's let's head to that village because it's close. Uh so we do. And that village is called Hajara. And we're gonna meet with a guy who I think his name is pronounced Skiot. Skiot, it doesn't matter. Pretty cool name. Um he's obviously another Angaran and He's actually the first Angaran who's pretty nice to us. Oh, nice. Yeah. Basically, uh, you say, hey, I'm here to help you. I'm here to fight the cat. And that's enough for him. Basically, if you're an enemy of my enemy, you're 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 good enough for me. So (laughs) he's cool with you. And it, it was it was certainly nice to have someone who didn't hate you and didn't want to just treat you like, you know, space alien garbage. What he ends up saying is uh, there's uh, another area, a a base that had been attacked and they kidnapped a bunch of our people, including this guy's uncle. Uh, His his uncle's name is Nielge. All of these names are hard to pronounce because of like, they look like Swedish or or something. Lots of X, you know, double vowels in lots of places, double consonants in a lot of places. Uh, Yeah, it's a little bit different, but... Uh, so he says, go and rescue these people. They've been they've been taken captive. So go to this prison and free them. So okay. that takes you into a mission called Stage a Rescue. You head to this cat prison, and there there are Angarans, which I'm not even sure if that's the correct way to refer to multiple Angara. It might just be Angara. I've seen I have seen it as an and Garin, but you're right. I don't know about the plural. It, it kind of may goes not both be an ways. S. There may not be an S there. I'm not sure. So uh, I'm just going to keep saying Angarins uh, or Angarin, but even if it's not correct, because it's just a game, and I'm not going to offend anybody. But you get there. There's a bunch of them in cages. You release them. You have to fight a bunch of cat, obviously. And that mission, it's not overly difficult. It's not overly long. Uh, but you know, you got to get there and all that stuff. And when when you finish the mission and you release Nilge, Skiat's uncle, <laughs> he has yeah these names, man. Um, he has a day to drive on it because apparently these guys got caught while they were doing some recon on this Ket base, and they got all sorts of information on like schematics for how the base is laid out, and most importantly, even a password essentially to deactivate the giant force field that is protecting this cat base. So at this point, you've got this this code and and you've got enough information to head back to Ephra and say, all right, you know, I'm do you trust me now? Like <laughs> I've helped you out enough. Do you trust me now? But when you when you head back to uh the village where where Skiad is to return the the data tape and stuff they're like this is this is really really great information this is way more than we ever hmm. would have expected but 
this password that'll open the force field, it's only going to last for a little while. Like these passwords change mm, sure. and it's going to change really soon. So if we're going to attack, we need to attack now and we're going to need your help. And so I thought maybe I should go and do that, but I kind of want to just go back to the priority ops mission. Sure. So I decided to go back to the, you know, back to our, our ship, the Tempest, uh, to find out what was going to be the next priority ops thing. So we, we call Ephra and, and prove to him that, that we're cool. And they say, all right, well, what we need you to do is go and attack that base. (laughs) (laughs) And, and what they say is, we're not really sure how to get in, but we'll find a way through that force field. And I'm sitting there thinking, I know how to get in. I've got a password that'll get me in. But instead, the the only dialogue options are, well, I well, I think there are two options, but the option that I chose was to say, I've got Sam. Oh, I've got this AI. Wait a minute. What? That that's that's what I did. Right. That is what you did. So because after, that was your only option. After my after my mission, I go talk to Ephra again, conference call. Yeah. Love conference calls. <laughs> and I I remember distinctly saying the same thing. Don't yep. like they said we've been trying to get into this force field. Mm-hmm. And our our algorithms, our calculations, what have you, it's not fast enough to calculate it before the code changes. And so I'm like, don't worry about it. I've got the super duper AI in my head who's gonna who's gonna do the just give me the give me the formulas, give me give me your equations. Mm-hmm. Sam will take care of it, and I'll get that thing open. Right. So so is this where our storylines then this converge is, again? Yeah, this is where they converge, and and that was the same dialogue option that I had. I wasn't even able to say, well, I just recovered a password for you guys. That's kind of immersion breaking. It it was. Uh, yeah, I, I was kind of annoyed by that. But whatever, I guess we, we go forth with that. And that leads us back on to the main Trail of Hope quest. So I was on the other planet. Mm-hmm. I was on Habitat 3, also known as Avaral. And then I got told... Yeah, now you got to go to Vold. So that's the planet you've been on the whole time, because that's right. That's the snowy planet. Yep. So it's the same place. We end up mm-hmm. in the same place. So that yeah. So that's where we that's where we meet up. And I'm put into this really small area, and all I can do is bump into the force field and take a bunch of health away from myself because I can't I can't walk through this force field. And I I finally find the the little interface that Sam needs to hook up to, mm-hmm. and he does this really cool puts this big old hole in the force field. He claims <laughs> right. it's very temporary, so we need to run through, but I don't know what would happen if I were in the middle of that thing when that thing shut. I think I would be <laughs> cut in half. Right. <laughs> so, fortunately, I do make it through. But, so, this is the cat facility. As far as we know, this is where the Moshai is. Like, this is ultimately, like, we're trying to save her. Or do we not know that she's in here yet? We we hope that she's in there. She's, but we don't really know for definitely sure. definitely in there. We do learn that she's yes. in there. Uh so, okay, so this is where we storm the facility. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Break through the force field, shoot some animals, sneak in through the vent, do some exploring around. I, I, this started to feel very reminiscent of Mass Effect 3 for me because hmm. here's why. I was exploring this place, and you, you start to develop these feelings when you're exploring a video game map. <laughs> you're, especially when presented with two places to go. Because if you see two open ways, you start to feel like, am I choosing the right path? 
Right. What if I miss some? Mm-hmm. And so you kind of go down one way for a little bit and you're like, I don't see anything here. I'm going to go back to that way real quick. <laughs> and then you discover a bunch of loot. Mm-hmm. You pick up, you pick up ammo or you pick up new weapons. You pick up, you, you find data pads. You get more plot line. You get some more lore and then you go back the right path. I did that so much in Mass <laughs> Effect 3. Every single mission felt like that. Mm-hmm. And that's how I remember getting new upgrades to my guns. Thing. Right. So I was, you know, I was feeling pretty good about the mission. But after a little bit of that, you do eventually come across uh, this room with this giant window. Well, hold on, because before that, I actually was having flashbacks to Mass Effect 1. How so? Because in Mass Effect 1, you have a mission fairly late in the game where you need to assault a big base and you have two squads. Cause did you have a second squad? Yeah, of I, had resist- I had the okay. resistance with yeah, you. Yeah. So you've got, you've got the Angara resistance with you and almost right after you get into the base, like you, you make it to the first room that has cat and then it kind of branches off into two different ways. And the, the Angara resistance dudes are like, well, we're just going to go head first. We're going to hit them at the front. And it, and and you say, that sounds like a suicide mission. <laughs> and they're like, we're doing this. This is our resistance. This is our fight. We're going to go in and cause a distraction so that you can go and rescue the Moshai. And it felt exactly like that mission to me in, in Mass Effect 1, where it's you have to send one team to assault the front of the base while you're trying to sneak in the back. and. You're super concerned. The, the the difference there is that in Mass Effect 1, you have to send one of your squad mates mm. to lead that frontal assault. That was one of the big decisions. It was a huge decision. <laughs> that was the moment that made me love Mass Effect. Because that results in right. uh, someone's death, right. one of your main characters. Right. Someone will die. And we won't give away any more spoilers there as to who it is. But in, in case you haven't played it. And if you haven't played it, you really should. <laughs> So, so that's, that's what I was feeling like, cool. but it doesn't end up being that dramatic. No, no, no. You, so like I said, you, you come across that room that's got this big window and you, you activate the console so you can actually see through the window. It's like glazed over. I don't know. It, there's a whole bunch of cat in this room and there, it looks like there's some kind of ceremony going on mm-hmm. and you see captured Angara and they seem to be willingly going through this. They're not, you know, they're not bound. They're not cuffed. They're not. Right. They're not um, running away or screaming or like, you know, begging for their lives. They're just like, yeah, this is totally what we want to do. And I believe this is the this is the cutscene where they willingly enter the pods. Is that correct? It is. Yeah. So what they're doing is getting it like it looks like a religious ceremony, mm-hmm. but it's a religious ceremony where a bunch of Angara walk into these pods and then the pods sort of carry them off to another room. So you really don't know what's going on with these pods yet. No. But, but the Angara seem totally cool with doing it. Which seems really messed up if they're prisoners. Yeah. So we keep going because we can't we can't blast through that window. We've got to go around. And we're looking for the Moshe's pod, essentially. That's what that's what we're doing. We're mm-hmm. scanning around looking for them. Eventually we come across another cutscene. Right. And this is uh, a cat who refers to himself as the Cardinal, which is another religious term. I actually think, I think it's a she. Oh, you think so? Yeah, we can, I, I, we can talk about it later. Huh, at, okay. Toward the end of this, but I, I think it's a she. Okay, we'll, we'll call the Cardinal a, a girl then. That's fine. And 
we so in, in preparation for what's going to happen here you see the cardinal do something to an angara and i thought it was the Moshe. i did too okay so it wasn't just me <laughs> i did too i'm thinking wait what's going on this is the person we're trying to save and they're being suspended or are they on ropes or are they just floating in they're just floating in air they're just floating and this cardinal comes up and like stabs them with something with two needles into the chest and all of a sudden this body starts to transform and and by the time the transformation is complete you're looking at a cat right you're looking at this a thing that you've been shooting the whole game <laughs> mm-hmm. what the crap <laughs> exactly you're telling exactly. me that the cat are angarans yep all of them well we don't know if it's all of them but certainly a lot of them i mean do we go across this whole different galaxy to f- meet different species and we find two, and they're actually the same thing? <laughs> I didn't think about it that way. <laughs> but it, in a way, yes. But I don't think, I don't think all cat are Angara. I, I think eventually we're going to find out that that's, that's not the case. I think that, because the cat haven't been here that long. Right. And the cat showed up to this, to this. Cluster. Cluster. They're not sure. native to this area. Right. So they had to have taken some form before that. Right. So they've have probably been doing this to other alien species prior to showing up here. So they can't all be Angara. Do we talk about this now? Yes. So this is a process called exaltation. Yeah. Did they mention that during any of the dialogue? Exalting or being exalted? Yeah. Exaltation. Now, I think it's safe to talk about this mm-hmm. because we only did this mission and this is all the information, all the information that shows up in the codex probably from Sam, because Sam's like the narrator narrator in the Codex, in that this is how cat multiply. They incorporate genetic traits of other life forms into the cat genome. In exchange, the donor is mutated with cat DNA. So what, this is like supposed to be a fair exchange. The cat as a species are getting positive traits from all the other alien species they come across. Mm-hmm. And in exchange, the alien species that's donating, so to speak, these traits get something in return this cat power or whatever so if this is right that means these angarans are voluntarily going in because they've been convinced maybe brainwashed Mm -hmm. into thinking i i'm totally on board with this i agree with you guys and i want to be part of this give me the power make me a cat and they become the chosen or the anointed i know at least those two types of cat that we've seen are absolutely angarans Right. Former Angara. I, I still don't understand what the Angara get out of this, though. They get to, they get to be cool, rocky, bony guys. Well, but what about the, the rest of the Angara? Well, obviously, they don't get anything. It's just the individual at that point. Okay. I assume that there's... It doesn't really something. sound like that great of a deal to No, me. it doesn't. It doesn't <laughs> sound like that great of a deal. Anyway, so <laughs> obviously, we're shocked at this. Not, not you and me, but our characters are shocked at this. I was mm-hmm. a little shocked. I was a little shocked. I wasn't expecting that, <laughs> but uh, Jaw especially. Jaw is devastated by this. He, oh man, he is so untoward. I remember him saying something like, "How many have I killed?" Right. He's been unknowingly killing his own people. Mm-hmm. So, what sort of dialogue options did you choose when he said that? I don't remember what my options were. Do you remember? Well, I I don't remember the exact phrases to be said but do you remember like whether you went with the the more emotional or the professional or 
because I went with the more emotional ones where, where the response is basically like, uh, I know this sucks. But... Yeah, this is terrible. And I'm really sorry for you. Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah. So, that, yeah. But let's let's go and stop them and let's save the Moshi before they do the same thing to her. So that's when we really know at that point <laughs> that was not the Moshi. Right. <laughs> oh, that was just some other dude. But we do fight him. He becomes an enemy and we do fight him. Yeah, and America. We, we kill him right away. Yeah. Oh, man. Poor Joel. Yep. So we go chase these guys down because they've got the Moshi and they seem to be wanting to use her immediately. They they want to convert her or what have you. So they're running away and we're chasing them down. Eventually that just leads to, I think, our real first boss fight. Yeah, I would call it that. Um, yeah. I mean, would you consider the, the stuff in the vault on Eos a boss, a boss fight? Well, there wasn't really like a big, like, central yeah. main guy. Yeah, that's true. It was just a bunch of little minions. Mm -hmm. So we get a boss fight with the Cardinal. I liked it. I liked this boss fight. It was a little repetitive. It got a little repetitive. Yeah, it's like, it's kind of a new mechanic in that the Cardinal is hovering around in this force field, sending out some other cat at you, and there's this spinny orb thing spinning around the force field, and... Every few revolutions around the force field, it stops to blast you. And they don't tell you what to do. You you have to figure it out. Unfortunately, it's not that hard if you've ever played any video game. But <laughs> shoot at the little spinny thing a, a bunch of times because it has its own health bar. Yep. And once it drops to zero, the force field goes away for 10-ish seconds. Not very long. Not very long at all. You blast the crap out of the cardinal, and then the force field comes back, rinse and repeat. Yeah, and then every every time you do that, or every every couple times, more and more cats show up and mm. just interfere. So I took this boss fight. I I used this boss fight as a time to test out more of my biotic abilities. See, that's that just goes to show how much smarter of a video game player you are than I am. I, I just continue to shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> so the biotic abilities have this biotic combo thing that goes on where. Mm -hmm. You can do a number of biotic abilities. I'm using push and pull. So I can, I think, I think what I do is I start it up with push and then you can do this with a bunch of different abilities. If you finish it, if you, if you come back with another certain ability, it'll activate a combo. Mm -hmm. So if you just did like push over and over again, it's not going to do anything. But if you do a push immediately followed by a pull, it activates this biotic combo and does more damage. Oh. And so if you look through when you're when you're spending your skill points mm -hmm. in the biotic area specifically, it'll say this move will trigger or activate a biotic combo. Right. And so well, and aren't there two descriptors there? One is like essentially it can be part of a combo and one completes a combo. Yes, I think so. Yeah. Okay. So in this case I've been doing push pull. Uh and so I just I, every time I would drop the shield from shooting the orb, I would just do that push pull. Big explosion, cardinal falls down. I have like a second to do a little bit more damage with my gun, hmm. and then it would it he she would immediately come back up and act. So right. it did get a little repetitive. Yeah, and maybe a little bit of easy mode here. There are health and ammo restocks in this room that you're stuck in. Yeah. So as you're getting shot, it doesn't matter. You can just go over there. Oh, it matters. I still died a couple you of times. You died? I died a couple fight? of times. Okay, maybe not so easy. But... <laughs> well, I wasn't using biotic combos like you. <laughs> but eventually she goes down. It, whatever. 
And honestly, one of the reasons that I die, and I'm I'm totally gonna use this excuse, is I we haven't really talked about this much, but there's a mobile app uh, that allows you to do the strike missions from your phone whenever you want. And when you do those, the next time you log into the game, you get all sorts of like research points. And depending on the missions, sometimes you get weapons and stuff too. And so when I started this mission, I saw that I had like some ultra rare assault rifle. Okay. That it had low damage, but like incredibly high fire rate. Okay. And, and a whole bunch of ammo. And I'm like, yeah, this, this sounds cool. Let's go with this. But once you pick a gun, you're stuck with it for the mission. Uh, Mass Effect 3 oftentimes would have places throughout the levels yes. where you could switch your loadout. Restock, yep. But we haven't had that yet in, in Andromeda. Mm-hmm. I really, really wished that we would have <laughs> that had bad, it. huh? Because this gun, it was, it was like dealing with an old school Gatlin gun where you have to wait for it to oh. spin up and then it's just start blasting Damn. like you know, a couple hundred rounds at a time or something. That's not I it. hate guns like that. Yeah. Hate them. And that's what I was. I had that and a sniper rifle and that was it. All right. I'll accept that. Excuse. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, we kill this Cardinal. Well, we don't kill this. We defeat the Cardinal and we see that the Moshai is on the ground and in, in the back of this room that we're in, she wakes up and she's, she's a little upset. <laughs> <laughs> she is so upset. She wants to blow this place up. Keep in mind, we have seen hundreds, if not thousands, of these pods holding Engarin. Right. When we come in, I believe there's dialogue between characters as we're walking around that we do have a backup plan here that we can blow this place up. Yeah. But as a side effect, it's going to kill because of the way it interacts with the Angarans, it's going to kill them all. Yeah. So we know when she says blow this place up, we know this means kill all of her people who are in this facility. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't care because she can't imagine this continuing in any way whatsoever. Even, right. if, even if we save all these people, this facility is still going to be here. And she doesn't want that. So, oh, also, Jal, Jal disagrees completely. Jal says, we need to save these people. We can't just kill them all. Mm-hmm. We need to get them out of here. We can deal with this later. You know the decision's coming up. <laughs> right. But before you make that decision... The cardinal somehow is still alive, wakes up and says, I really want this facility. Please don't destroy this facility. Tell you what, I'll make a deal with you. I will release all the people if you promise not to blow this place up. Right. And and he's referring to it as a holy temple. Yeah, it's 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 not just it's it's not just a factory. And and it's not just a military base. Yes. It's important in some way. So then the decision comes up. Do you save the Angara? Or do you destroy the facility? Right. So it's a little bit of a weird decision because why you because you you know that there are a whole bunch of cat reinforcements coming to kill. Oh, you. that's right. I forgot. I and, forgot. Yeah. And the cardinal's like, it's cool, man. Like, I'll I'll totally let the these Angara out of the pods. It'll be fine. <laughs> and and a part of me is thinking, sure, you're gonna let them out of the pods, but. All of these Ket warships are on their way in, and they're just going to kill them or recapture them. So this is kind of a risky choice. But if you want to save the Angara, it's really your only option. Oh, yeah, definitely. But on the other hand, this is the Moshai. She's going to be helping us get to the vault on Aya. So if we 
do something to upset her, is she not going to help us? Right. Is she going to make that difficult? But on the other hand, Jal, he's pretty cool. I like him so far. Mm-hmm. He says not to. I don't want to disappoint him. I don't want, <laughs> I, I feel like the whole point of this mission, well, maybe not the whole point, but a big part of it is we're trying to gain trust and to kill off thousands of their people who we now know we learn where they are. We know how they're being treated and what's happening to them, and we're just going to kill them all, I feel like we're not going to get a very good reception back at town. <laughs> Probably not. So, uh, how did you choose? I chose save the Angara. And once again, we both did the same thing. Really? We did. Again. Really, Josh? <sighs> you want to be explosive, blow no, some things up? No, I mean, you know me. I'm always, I'm always trying to choose the nicest option possible and, and all this stuff. So... It seemed it did like it was risky, but yes, let's let's try and save these guys. I know the Moshai is super angry about this, but she's just going to have to get over because we after all, we did just save her life. I, I think absolutely. I figured that it's going to look really well on us and look really good on us if we save all these people. And we don't know if this is the only facility. So what if it's still standing? There might be if we destroy this one, there might be others out there. Right. So what? We can save all these people. It's not like these guys are giving us that hard of a time. <laughs> We're killing them all. We not can take, so far. We can take it. So that was that was why I chose what I chose. Yeah, it really wasn't that difficult of a decision. But what's interesting is flashbacks to previous Mass Effect games. As after that, and the motion or the Cardinals like, thank you. There's a little prompt that comes up that if mm-hmm. you pull the right trigger you will shoot the Cardinal. You don't have to. It's totally optional. Right. <laughs> you can choose not to, but it's just sort of like tempting you there because there's no good guy option. No. <laughs> there's no like pat her on the back or shake her hand or anything like that. It's leave it alone or shoot her. So what did you do? This might surprise you. Did I you shot do? her. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Huh. Shot her dead. I'm not surprised that you did. Well, but yeah, th- she's, she seemed like a pretty bad person. And I didn't want to have to deal with her later on. Yeah. But you know, looking at her though more closely, she may have been Angarin. So why why would you why would That's you true. save everybody else but not her? That's true. And now that I'm thinking about it, it in you, know, you only have like three seconds to yeah. make this decision. Uh-huh. Thinking back on it, if you shoot her, how how does it release all of the other Angarins from the pods? Oh yeah. I don't know. They they get them out somehow. Because Apparently. They must because we both shot her. <laughs> right. I swear that they referred to her as a she during okay. the, during this during this discussion. She's dead now. It doesn't. Matter. I could be wrong. <laughs> we, I could be using the wrong pronoun. Uh, I'm because I, I was surprised. I totally I totally thought it was a he throughout, and that's why I remember it. Mm-hmm. Is I was I was I was surprised. Yeah. Um. But I could be wrong. I could be misremembering. In any case, as you say, he she is dead. Let's move on. Well, before we move on, because. We both picked the same option. Spoilers, I, I, I knew this before we recorded the show. I wanted to find out what would happen if you chose to blow up the facility. Okay. And uh, basically, they automatically shoot the Cardinal, because why wouldn't you at that point, I suppose? You don't even get the option. It just does it. And the only other real difference is how the Moshi responds to you after this mission. Okay. So when when we get back to the Tempest, we have a big conversation with the Moshai and you and I, in our conversation with her, she's still not all that happy with us. She's really upset and still doesn't really trust us because we didn't do what she wanted us to do. But 
if you blow up the facility, she's like your best friend when you get back <laughs> on the tempest. That's interesting. So mm-hmm. you, you looked it up on YouTube? I did. Okay. All right. So what, what, regardless of the decision, you have to uh, try to extract her out. You don't really have an easy way out. So you go to the roof of the facility and you're calling in. I assume it's your ship. I don't remember whose ship it is. Is it the Tempest or is it the Resistance ship? I think it was a Resistance ship. So you're waiting for them to come. And this has got to be the most intense fight. Oh, man. So far. It's too bad. It could have been more intense. But and the reason why it's so intense is there's just so many guys. We right. talked about the uh, the fiend, the big hulking monster guy mm-hmm. who jumps at you and will jump on top of buildings to get at you. There's th- I saw three of them at one time. Really? At some point, like towards the end. Oh. And so like they just keep coming. There's no way I feel to destroy them all. No. No, th- there wouldn't have been any way. Like there are some ammo and health resupplies there, but those things aren't infinite. You can only hit them a couple of times oh, really? and then they're gone. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, they're not gone, but they run out of ammo. Like mm-hmm. they have little gauges on oh, them for the different that. types of ammo that they replenish. Okay. And you can basically only hit them like twice and then oh. they're out of ammo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so you, there's no way, there's absolutely no way that you would be able to, to hold your ground here. I feel like they would probably just keep spawning more people. Yeah. Because eventually the ship does come up mm-hmm. and the Moshi, ha- so the whole point is you're trying to defend her. Yeah. It's not so much to kill everybody. Right. It's just to stop them from hurting her. Mm-hmm. It was interesting in my playthrough, though. I don't know if this happened to you, but the ship comes up and I kind of like didn't even realize it was there. And it's like, all right, you can go now. And I go over there and the Moshi is standing in front of the ship trying to get on. And there's a cat or somebody that's just beating the crap out of her. <laughs> and I'm concerned, like, does she have a health bar? Is she going to die right oh, before yeah. she's like, she's two feet from the ship and I'm just trying to jump on there. So I'm shooting this guy running out of ammo. And eventually I just jump down there and it triggers the cutscene, and we escape. <laughs> we escape. She was probably just an inch, you know, an inch away from death, but huh. we did get away. Well, good. You didn't have that problem. I did not. I died a couple of times. Really? Uh, yeah. See, I'm just not as, as good at this as you are. <laughs> Yeah, I, but I, I didn't have any weirdo glitches like that. It did It did actually seem like the game was getting frustrated with me, though. Because yeah. <laughs> So the first time that whole mission starts, she's like, I'll be your shield. I'm just going to walk. Oh, yeah. I'm going to walk up to this point and stop and shield you mm-hmm. while you take out a bunch of cat. So that's how it worked the first time. And then she moves to the other side of the platform. And then, you know, tons and tons of cat come. And she stays in that one place the whole time. Mm-hmm. The second and third time that I went through this, she stood in that first position less time than she did the first time. Really? Yeah. In fact, the third time that I played through it, she basically, she she stayed put for five seconds. Like it was long enough for me to kill like two cat. Uh-huh. And then she's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> Off to the other side of the platform. <laughs> Oh, what? She just wants to be safe. She's getting really impatient. With <laughs> right. Are you going to keep dying? I'm just going to keep walking. Then. <laughs> okay. So we get her off, though, and we can make our way back to Aya. And, and she agrees. She says, I'll take you to the I'll take you to the vault. At this point, the rest of the city is now open and available to explore before they said no talking. Right. And I did watch you play for a little bit and you mm. had, <laughs> I don't know if you were accidentally or you'd actually pull out your scanner intentionally. I, oh, I did on purpose. <laughs> and they're like, put that away. <laughs> right. It's, it's just a scanner, dude. Put it away. All right. Uh, well, and I don't know if you noticed 
but when I pulled it out, they they were like red dot sights on me. Oh, like they're like going to they shoot, shoot me for it. Yeah. <laughs> Follow directions. Yeah. <laughs> when you're in an alien, when you're making first contact with a new alien species, probably a good idea. Yeah. Now the city is open. You can talk to people. You can start collecting tons of side quests. Mm-hmm. There's lots of things. But, uh, yeah, you, you go with, you, you go to her shuttle and she will fly you to the entrance. It's not at all like the, like the vault on Eos in the sense where we found this hole in the, hole in the ground and then we explored this huge cavernous area and eventually made our way to the bottom. Mm-hmm. This was a cutscene. There was no gameplay whatsoever. Right. And, uh, they take you into that central console. You activate it because you've got the ability to interact with remnant technology and it displays this almost like a star map mm-hmm. as a big giant hologram in front of you. And apparently what they're figuring out here is that all of the vaults, and if this map is correct, there are just hundreds of them are all connected. They're all somehow able to communicate with each other. And there's one special one called the Meridian. It's like centrally located and is somehow at the center of all this. Is it like a control point? That controls all the vaults? That's what we assume. That's basically what the character implied. So she says that because of her imprisonment, she was able to overhear things. And apparently that's where the Archon dude wants to go. And maybe he knows where it is. No, they said that he's been there. And that he's been there, but he yeah. isn't able to do something. But he doesn't like, know how to activate it. So, that's why he wants he wants our dad. Right. Who he has seen activate things. Right. To actually, and I don't know, but I don't know what this is going to get him. Is this going to give him power? Like, is this going to get him control over all the planets? Right. We still have no idea what the cat actually want from the remnant technology. But at this point, we do dis- we do figure out that they want that. Mm-hmm. They want to get to this. And yes, she calls it the Meridian yep. or just Meridian. Yeah. And uh, so that's setting up like <laughs> where we're going to work, where we're going to end up, where we're going to next. She mentions something about a relic or something that the Archon has. Mm-hmm. And so I believe that's setting up our next mission, which is uh, hunting hunting the Archon or something like that. Right. Where we're going to try to get this relic or exactly. somehow follow him to Meridian. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. It's a mystery. We'll see. Right. Is there anything else from that cutscene that I'm forgetting? The, the only other little detail that I'm not sure if it's important, but they definitely made note of it, is that... The individual vaults are not connected to each other. No. They're only connected yeah. to the Meridian. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's going to matter. Yeah, I'm not sure. And they also mentioned that the one that we activated on EOS looked different or was special in some way because mm-hmm. of what we had done with it. I, I don't know. Yeah. In any case, we do go back to the city and they're like, hey, you should go as one final step to this really long mission. Go talk to Ephra. At the resistance headquarters, which just happens to be on the other side of the city, <laughs> which is which is good because the, now the city's open and you can take this time to explore. Right. So they're kind of forcing you to go through it. Mm-hmm. But if you're just trying to finish this mission, it's kind of annoying. <laughs> it's still better than the insanely slow speed that you had to cross the city the first time. Oh, yeah. The wa- the walking and no running allowed. And exactly. There's a lot of strict rules here mm-hmm. on Maya. Yeah. No fun. So we go to the resistance base, talk to the, both Ephra and the Moshe are there. And they're just basically setting up the next mission. They're like, you got to go to Kadara, apparently, to find the Archon, get this relic, go to Meridian. It's just setting up the second half of the game, I guess. Yeah. So that's 
that's it for this for this mission. That's the end of this priority ops mission that is called a trail of hope. Yes, that's the last part of it. Exactly. So there's some other things that I want to talk about. We've got hit me. We've got a new squad mate. Jaw. But bef- but before we before we talk about Jaw, I want to talk about some other charactery stuff and a little bit of romance stuff. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. So first, the charactery stuff. One of the things that I have always enjoyed about Mass Effect games is that while you're transiting across places and stuff, your squad mates that you chose to bring with you are having little conversations, and sometimes they're just insightful to to more of the lore. Sometimes they're hilarious. Mm-hmm. As I was driving across Vold, and you do a lot of driving across Vold. Oh, in really? That mission. Yes, a lot of it in the Nomad. I had Cora and Joel with me. Okay. And I'm driving along, and Cora says to me, I'm pretty sure that the AI rulebook doesn't state that the Pathfinder always gets to drive. <laughs> and then Sarah says, I swear I will turn this car around. <laughs> I loved it. Loved it. <laughs> so that was that was definitely the funniest thing. You were getting all the thing. funny dialogue. I maybe it's... I should have chosen Sarah instead. Maybe, maybe. And then uh, on on the romance front, you know, I, I still haven't chosen to romance anybody yet mm-hmm. although i i still keep getting options to tell suvi that i like her and and gil and all this stuff when we made it back to aya and i'm walking across town and stopping and talking to various people you come across the governor's office mm-hmm. so i stopped and i talked to the governor and again accidentally <laughs> i chose a romance option accidentally, accidentally. giant hearts well i don't icon. i don't look at the icons okay I just look at the words. What did you say to the governor? I don't remember. I don't even remember exactly what it was. I was so embarrassed. because, (laughs) (laughs) And it's more embarrassing because, again, she shut me down. (laughs) So second person that I've accidentally hit on and both times they've shut me down. There's a lot of rejection. (laughs) A lot of rejection. In the Andromeda galaxy. Yeah. (sighs) All right. So... Uh, any other quick things that you wanted to hit on before we we talk about Jaw? I am not hitting on anything anymore, <laughs> except for PB. You, you, you hit on no, PB I didn't. Anymore? I did not go back through the the ship. Uh, I figured I would do that next time I played. Okay. So I haven't okay. I haven't gone back. I haven't done my rounds. So I've done a, a couple rounds of rounds around my <laughs> ship, and and I've taken Jaw with me on all of the missions on Vold because it just seemed to make sense. You know, in they previous might, Mass they might games, make it would make you. Yeah. But I'm not sure if it would have made I you. I mean, I took them too because it totally makes sense. But yeah. Why would probably, I go to Vold without probably them? make you, though. They didn't, they didn't seem to indicate it. But... And you just took Cora as the other person? Yeah. I can't remember. I think I was just taking Vetra. Hmm. She's okay. my foot. <laughs> so, you know, we, we've started to, to learn more about Jal, and especially through the conversations with him on the ship. I really like this dude. Yeah, why? He's yeah, he's got well, he doesn't seem to have any baggage. Like That's good. Gil Gil has someone he's already into, mm-hmm. right? Um Liam uh, you know whatever. Um Drac is a million years old. <laughs> but Joel, he's he's a different kind of different kind of guy, you know. He's he's straight up with you on on how he's feeling about things. He's you know, he's now gone through some pretty tough things where he's just realized that he's killed a whole bunch of his own people. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in pursuing him 
in the romance Ooh, option. Okay. But here's the weird thing. Huh? On at least two occasions in conversations with him, in the spot where the romance giant heart would be, mm-hmm. instead, I've gotten a dialogue option that's that's nice and very friendly. And instead of it being a giant heart, it's essentially an icon of two people standing next to each other. Huh. Not like facing each other, like standing side by side. Is and this- I don't really know what that means is this like a, a friendship icon it kind of seems that way so you can't romance job right so it seems like the first person i decided eh, let, let's let's go for romance because everybody keeps shutting me down anyway i'm not even going to be able to do that you are having just such poor luck in your love life <sighs> start back to the milky way with me <laughs> you, there's no going back <laughs> you're stuck here well so. if i want love i need to go back to the milky way apparently any, any other feelings on on jaw like I said, I didn't go back and do my rounds, so I haven't talked to Jal. I haven't okay. asked him all of his background questions um, that you get with all your with all your squad. So no, at this point, I think I like him. I, I think he's cool. I like the like you said, he's very straightforward. Mm-hmm. He's not hiding anything. No, and uh, so I, I like him. I, I I am interested to see more of him, especially because he's a new alien species that we haven't seen right in the previous games. Yeah, definitely. All right, so next up. We could go on the next Priority Ops mission, but we're not going to because there's been some really interesting stuff that's happened while playing through this stuff, too. Uh, The most interesting to me is that we've found out that there are some, apparently, some of the species that came with us from the Milky Way are showing up on some of these planets. Meaning their arcs must have made it. Exactly. Yeah, I, I got a hint of this on Havarl uh, when I was doing that part of the mission uh, with the scientists. And yeah, it was like there was a sighting of Turians mm-hmm. on the planet. And I'm like, yeah. Right. <laughs> so I, I agree. I think that we should spend uh, the next chunk of time, just like last episode where we went through some side missions and, and, and did some more character things. We should totally do that. I think we should start. Uh, we should start figuring out what's going on with these arcs, mm-hmm. and we should start doing some loyalty missions with yes. our crew so that we can learn more about them. Well, and I think I think it's the Turian one is, I think Korra's loyalty mission. Okay, is it no? It would be a sorry. Well, it probably be a sorry. Sorry, yeah, yeah, not Turians. And you would know about more of these arcs had you made the rounds or at least checked your email because. There are emails that that say that hey, we found some Asari on this planet. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I should yeah, check my least, email more often. At least two of them, I think. I'm surprised I don't get notifications on my. <laughs> what is that called? Your Omni Tool. Omni Tool. Yeah, I'm why, surprised why I don't get notifications on my Omni Tool. Why can't I read email on my Omni Tool? I don't know. That should be a feature. In the, in the Lame. Yeah, just like driving around in the Nomad. Ding! <laughs> email <laughs> notification on your Omni Tool. E- email from uh, Liam. He wants to have a movie night. <laughs> right. <laughs> can you go pirate me some movies back on the on the Nexus so we can have a movie <laughs> night? Be all buddy buddy. All right. Sounds good. Yep. All right. Well, that is going to do it for. Episode four, we will be back next week to go over all of those side missions, those loyalty missions, and I guess check in on our romance status too. Before we get out of here, let's go over our contact information. If you want to shoot us an email, you can do that at storyplayers at thedigitalmediazone.com or just use the contact form over at thedigitalmediazone.com. 
You can find us on Twitter at VG Story Players. Or if you just want to talk with me or Joe directly, I'm at Josh Pollard and Joe is at What Color Joe. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash VG Story Players. And then, of course, guys, we really need you to subscribe. We've got episodes of Mass Effect Andromeda coming out every week and lots of other fun games coming your way, too. So keep it subscribed, share it with your friends. And then if you could do us a big favor, we would really appreciate it if you could head over to iTunes or Apple Podcast and leave us a rating and a review. That's going to do it for our fourth episode of our Mass Effect Andromeda series. I'm Josh Pollard. And I'm Joe D'Astasio. And we'll be back for the fifth episode in our Mass Effect Andromeda series next week.